1: Greetings nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host Sarah Belmont and with me as always is our Mr. Producer Will Polk. How are you doing tonight Will?
2: Doing very well Sarah. How are you doing this evening?
1: I am doing I'm doing fine. Doing That's fine. good. Very low-key weekend.
2: Yeah yeah same here overall it's pretty quiet weekend. I think i was telling you there in a pre-show we were having to start some new treatments for for our cat. He's uh he's old he's an older gentleman and uh starting to have kidney failure and stuff so he started started the new treatment but he, he's, he's actually sparked up this weekend so he, he's all yelling and walking around the house again so
1: <laughs> hopefully you only brought that up at the beginning of our show so that i could easily navigate this conversation where the first news that we're going to talk about tonight is the passing of regis Philman yeah. um a a host that i grew up watching i grew up oh, yeah. watching Regis and Kathy Lee, and then Regis and Kelly, and yeah. so on and so forth, so forth. I mean, yeah. those clips are still popular on YouTube.
2: They, they are, they are, and yeah, Regis Philbin passed away this weekend. Uh, yeah, I mean, between the, sh- the morning show, and then of course, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what, I mean, that was you know, it was a point TV whenever uh, that show was on, and and, and really popularized. Uh, you know, I think uh, other than the Jeopardy, you know, tournaments so with Ken Jennings. This was one of those moments as far as game shows where people really were uh, watching, you know, setting Simon to, to make sure they, they didn't miss that program. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Rest in Priest Regis. And, and also, I saw where uh, uh, Olivia Haviland, Havilland, uh, the last member of the uh, cast of Going with the Wind, passed away today. And, uh, and John Saxon, who uh, was in a lot of martial arts and Bruce Lee fans will probably remember him from uh, enter the dragon.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and so, yeah, so it was pretty sad news in the, in the entertainment world. This this weekend with uh, with the passings.
1: Yeah. I saw Regis's um, name come up RIP. And then I saw a whole bunch of others and was like, wow, there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted. And, and I say this in all respect, 88 years old, yeah. full life none of and a lot of these other passings full life um the shocking ones are always when it's 21 or 25 or 15 and like, damn what what did we lose but um all all um condolences to the families and everything and other sad news um disney continues to release rumors about star wars Spinoffs, and I say it's sad because I—I I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Disney's at a point with Star Wars where you get a spinoff, you get a spinoff, yeah. and yet everything is kind of shut down for production purposes. We know we're getting Mandalorian season right. two. And that really wasn't even a spin-off. It was its own story. Yeah, yeah. Kind of connected, but it didn't, it wasn't part of the main trilogy. So.
2: Right, right. Yeah, well, this one is the, uh, so there was a rumor that is unconfirmed at this point. It was the, I guess, Kessel Run Transmissions YouTube channel uh, broke a story earlier this week that there's there was rumor that, Donald Glover was going to have a, a Lando spinoff, and, mm-hmm. and and so it was. It didn't come from Disney per se. Uh, this group does have a track record, though. They did break apparently break before Lucasfilm and Disney released the news about the Bad Batch uh, Clone War spinoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do have a, they did have a track record with that. But to, the, to 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 date, there hasn't been anything and any of the you know, from Disney about it being on Disney plus or anything in the trade journals. And I mean, it was a good weekend If they were going to do something like that. Uh, even though they have a lot of prepackaged stuff with comic-con, you, you would think something maybe would have dropped then because you know, Star Wars celebration and other things are canceled this year. So,
1: Right. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, and let's not forget, this would be a spinoff of the ever popular fan loving <laughs> movie solo. Yeah. Star yeah. Wars
2: Story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Solo. Solo. Yeah. Well, you know, I as far as I didn't my, as get far, mixed reviews at all. None at all. None at all. No one. Yeah, folks really love that film. Well, as far as Solo, it was one of those films where, you know, as far as the Disney run of Star Wars films, I, I would have to say my ranking is Rogue One, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Solo, and then Rise of Skywalker. So, and it, it, you know, it could flip a coin for me between Rise of Skywalker and Solo as far as like least favorite films in that in the Disney run of, 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 star Wars films, but I, I,
1: I just, never yeah. watched it.
2: Okay. Well, you didn't miss anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a story about a story, a character that we already know about. So, uh, yeah. I thought you,
1: did. you just said it's a story about a story.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All, right.
1: All right, Yeah. But I
2: mean, yeah. But as far as this Donald Glover, I mean, I don't even know how he's going to be able to fit it in. I mean, I'm still waiting for waiting for another season of Atlanta. And yeah. you know it takes it takes them forever to to even you know put that out. And so uh, if you you know I heard if speculate if he if he were to do this, I mean, will it be a showrunner? And if it is the case, I mean, I just don't know if he how he's going to be able to fit it into a schedule. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see.
1: We'll definitely be listening. And um, other TV related news: Warner Brothers has set late August start dates for Van. Vancouver-based film TV shows. Mm -hmm. There was a better way to write that, Will. (laughs) 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 Essentially, all all of our lovely CW shows that we know are filming in Vancouver, they will resume in August. And and I think that's why, just to start talking about San Diego Comic-Con this Mm -hmm. year, that's kind of why it was anticlimactic. Because regardless of the film situation... For the past few years, for me at least, San Diego Comic-Con has always been, here's the preview for your fall schedule appointment TV viewing. Yeah. And y- you would get your trailers, you would get, oh, this is going to be the big bad of the ceiling. There was so much to talk about. R- film announcements aside, it was right. just focused on those TV shows. and And you'd see all sorts of interviews with the actors. And this year... None of that because the filming, or at least I didn't watch it because that's another point of contention I have with this whole thing. I don't think it was planned out really well because yeah. I struggled trying to find content for It was the first year ever.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, so to your, to your point about San Diego comic con. So it, it definitely, you know, there were some good panels. Uh, when you can find them. I mean, they did have things on their, on their YouTube channel and it, you know, they did have the playlist per day. I think for me, it, it reminded me of like a, a real world Comic Con in a sense, in that uh, you're always having to, whenever you're at these Comic Cons physically, you're always having to make decisions about, you know, where do I go? Which panel do I want to catch? Uh, which you know, if there's if there's a big exhibit hall of, uh, you know, with the with the some of the headliner events. To your point about you know this year, there was really no, you know, hall you know hall H obviously was there was no virtual hall H for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there there were pre slotted times that different things were going to drop, but you know most of the content that was that was dropped this weekend was was pre-scripted and well produced there was no spontaneity uh, you know as far as you know somebody walking out on the stage or you know or even like having a, a person zoom bomb uh, the the pre-packaged interviews I, I thought uh, you know I think the boys one was pretty interesting and I know we'll talk about that here here in a bit but others I thought were uh, very static um, but I as far as the big name pit pole kind of, Kind of, kind of events. I haven't seen them all. I mean, there's just no way, just like I said, just like a real Comic-Con, you, you do have to decide where you're going to go, where you're going to spend your time. And I mean, I guess on the plus side, given that they did drop all this content with over 300 and some panels, uh, there'll be no shortage of, you know if you want to, because like, for example, I hadn't even seen the Keanu Reeves Constantine uh, panel yet. And, you know, so if there's the opportunity there to be able to go and, and, and see it the various things on demand because uh, there there was so many things, but also it was good in a sense that like like a real comic con, some of those panels that normally we never would have heard about, you know, because everybody just focuses on Hall H as far as when you can't attend physically. Uh, it, you know, it was good to see some of those other types of content uh, from from the from the uh, comic con as well.
1: See, I I disagree. I for for whatever reason, I I've always found that San Diego Comic Con um, weekend, when you're at home, it's always content overload. And mm-hmm. this year, I didn't feel any of that. Yeah. I felt like you know a lot of stuff. And and you're right, a lot of the lower the the um the panels that a lot of the at home mm-hmm. San Diego Comic Con attendees. Th- they want to check out those are getting to be a little bit popular, but I was going through yeah. and even looking at the views and, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's not really the, the tent pools and not even the temples, the, the shows that actually have something to talk about because they've already finished filming. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I noticed that the tone and the conversation about um, TV or films that have already been in the can and yeah. there isn't the, any tentative release dates or yeah, there yeah. isn't anything that COVID could interfere with. Right. Those actually had um, engagement in them, unlike, unlike other ones where they either didn't show or it was talking about a movie that was released 15 years ago or 10 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I think it all depends on what you're a fan of. And I, um, yeah. I'm, I'm not complaining about the content. I think we were all expecting it because yeah. everything is so up in the air with entertainment. I did notice, to your point, though, I, I don't have a problem with everything being pre-filmed. Mm-hmm. But I do notice that there is a difference watching a panel in front of a live audience versus a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just a very big difference yeah. because yeah. the it's, it's not even like random people um, walking out on stage. Like um, we knew we weren't going to get any big MCU right. announcements. Right. Right. Um, But, but it's more, the fans can really yell out anything they want yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and ask these questions that are more spontaneous.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was, I wish they, they had had, that type of because I think IGN on their feed did uh, allow for some interaction with some of their with some of their content that they had with uh, some of the sh- you know, guests from from the con from the comic-con this weekend but uh, you know but the, the like for example the you know we, as far as some of the big temple like Star Trek for example uh, they did make a big announcement that uh, there is a new show that uh, Star Trek Prodigy that's going to be dropping on Nickelodeon in 2021. And but the thing is we've already heard about that. And the only thing that got confirmed for us this weekend was oh that is going to be in 2021 when the show begins, but you know, another one of their big shows Star Trek Discovery, they they didn't announce, you know, it, it, they were able to finish filming before the pandemic and I was really hoping this weekend that during the Star Trek panel we would have gotten a release date for, for Star Trek discovery season three, but instead we get a table read about what the, what the, the end of season two and, and it, and, and, you know, and of course the Star Trek Picard panel, and it was really cool hearing some of the interactions and stuff uh, with the cast and uh, Marina Sirtis just basically just stole the show. Cause she's just, she's just so funny, but it was, you know that was one of those panels where I was really hopeful to to get get more info. In contrast, to say something like the boys, which I think did. You know, it, the show is coming up in, in about a month, and and we even though it was, you know, uh, you know the Zoom call panel, I, I felt that that one was a lot more meaty as far as what some things we're going to be getting in season two, than than what I got say with the Star Trek panel.
1: Yeah, and, and I think a key difference is Aisha Tyler. Yeah. Aisha Tyler, who I've seen her host supernatural panels in the past, mm-hmm. and she just has a way. She she has a way to not only hit all of the bullet points, but also come at it from the perspective of a true fan. Yeah. And 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 she she's clearly watched season two, so she already knows what they're trying not to say yeah um and and what what and so she's already crafted her mind this is how you should be selling the show mm-hmm. and so i think that she did a really good job yeah she did growing around everybody hitting big points granted because we're so smart <laughs> <laughs> they did drop something if you read between the lines that they probably shouldn't have um so spoiler alert And if you haven't watched the boys uh, panel, I do encourage you to check that one out before September 4th when season two, we will be covering the boys season two on this show um, because it's amazing. And and that's another thing I really liked about the panel is it also got me ready for season two in a way where I haven't rewatched the boys season one, but after going through this panel, I don't feel like I need to because they, they did it in a way where you remember where these characters ended, mm-hmm. and then they hinted at where they will go. Yeah, definitely. And that's all we can ask for. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, and you're right. I mean, that was, that their panel did that, and even the companion piece that Eric Cripple, the, uh, the showrunner, did on IGN, it definitely did a good job of uh, dovetailing from the official panel that was done uh, with Aisha Tyler, which you're right, she just she just killed it with mm-hmm. her um, her navigating the directing traffic in that interview and and one of the things that did come out of the Comic Con this weekend is that the Boys Season Two will have an after show which she'll be ha- that she'll be hosting, which is so exciting because she she is great at doing at doing that and so um, and the IGN panel too. Uh, with with the showrunner was very good, had some good nuggets, you know, reinforced the things that was brought up in the main panel about how uh, season two is going to be focusing on some of the uh, things that we're seeing in the real world uh, as far as systemic racism and also um, white nationalism and white supremacists. And, you know, we got introduced about a a new character, Stormfront, who, uh, you know,
1: is, well, we don't know. but uh, we, we, So here's what happened.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think <laughs> At yeah. the beginning of the interview, they bring yeah. up those larger themes. And immediately, yeah. I'm thinking, whoa, that'll... I don't remember them hitting that. but yeah. And then as it progresses, and then they introduce... Um, is it Aya? Aya Cash? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Aya Cash, who plays Stormfront. And mm-hmm. she talks about... How there were some disclaimers yeah. regarding this character, mm-hmm. and she, as a person, um, strongly, strongly disagrees with some of the behavior. Yeah. So, so just what what they were talking about, and the way she described this this character, yeah. you could almost connect the dots and say, okay, so not only yeah. is she as despicable as as our boy. Homelander. Yeah, she's Home definitely is, yeah. But she raises it up a notch and yeah. goes full Nazi on us.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, and spoiler alert, if you haven't, if you're not familiar with the source material, there is some tie backs to it. So see the source material that uh, confirms our suspicions. I'll just, I'll just, and I'll just leave it at that. But, but they also uh, did do some things to the character that uh, will differ from the comic book, and I don't. I don't want to say anything more, but uh, yeah, but don't. Folks, yeah, but folks who are familiar with the comic know what I'm talking about, and uh, yeah. So, but but that was you know, but that's that was how Comic Con this weekend definitely uh, did do well as far as giving us information, and I think some of some of the other panels too. I think like the Walking Dead. I think. Was another panel that actually did give some good, meaty things to fans to, you know, because there were a lot, of, were a lot of questions, you know, especially surrounding that show, given that COVID had interrupted production in the middle of their season ten, and, and so they did get information as far as how they're going to finish the season out, and also with season eleven and some of the other shows. So, um, yeah, so I think you know, so I, given, given the world that we're living in and the circumstances that we are, yeah, it would have been nice. You know, we're so used to, especially as a, a show that focuses on the Arrowverse. Yeah, it would have been cool if we had gotten that Flash trailer or, you know, of course now we have the new shows as far that as – Batwoman? Batwoman, exactly. And, and I think they'll – you know, honestly, I think they're holding a lot of their content back for DC fandom coming up in a few weeks. Yeah,
1: I was I was thinking about that because another very popular trend this weekend was Justice Con. Um, yep. because Zack Snyder did an interview. I didn't watch the interview well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was only, only 20 watched,
1: minutes. I only watched two panels. I did horrible this weekend.
2: <laughs> it's okay. You know what? I, I, let's see, I watched the Star Trek panel. I watched The Boys. And I did watch I watched The Right Stuff, uh, which is another show that's going to be coming on Disney+. Plus. And one of the reasons why I, I watched it was, uh, Mae Jemison, who is the, uh, is the first African American woman to go into space, or a person of color oh, to go okay. into space, uh, she she hosted that panel, and uh, and, and and of course, you know, the Right stuff, the famous book by Thomas Wolfe, and you know, it was made into a movie back in the '80s, and so they're updating the story, They're updating and doing a new series on Disney Plus, uh, that will that will focus on the first seven Mercury astronauts. But other than let's that, let's back like, to
1: Justice Con.
2: Yeah, Justice <laughs> Con.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you have a clip, yeah. right, of yeah. something. Because beyond Zack Snyder's interview, they also released some never-before-seen footage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. You ready?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't lose everyone. Here we go. All right. Your I'm looking over there. All right. Oh, there
1: we go. All okay. right. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, what you think?
1: Um, I feel as if I've seen certain angles of that before, <laughs> <laughs> and and I've seen plenty of screenshots of the black suit. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. in yeah. it, yeah. but you know, I think. Uh, and one of the things that, that, uh, Zach and is, I did watch, I did watch the Zack Snyder interview yesterday and then, and because it was one of those things, uh, you know, justice kind just kind of stuck up on me, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I it popped up. I was like, Oh, what's this justice kind thing. I saw it floating around there, but, and, uh, but I did watch his interview. It was very short. It was it only me about 20, 25, 30 minutes or so. Uh, but it was very, you know it did get into a lot of things one it did talk about the 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 footage that we just watched with the black suit and how the studio pushed back as far as uh him not as far as not not using that uh they did talk about uh the, of course joss whedon and and of course zach having to step away from the production due to his you know the family tragedy tragedy uh that he and deborah you know with their daughter committed, you know, Mm-hmm. Suicide, and so there was that, and then. But he also said that even though he, you know, the studio was supportive of him stepping back from the project for, for obvious reasons, uh, he was not on board necessarily with, with Josh Whedon taking over over the film. So and so so basically, Josh is just like the rest. I mean, Zach is like the rest of us who are just like, let's just take the Justice League film, let's just put it over here in a box to just say. You know
1: no I don't I don't yeah. know where you're going yeah. with this at all.
2: Yeah. It's just <laughs> put, it, put it away because that's not the it's like we have that cut and then he did say that he might rename the re- rename uh, the, the whatever his his cut of, of the film uh, or series however it's going to go on, on HBO Max he, right. may, he did say he may he may rename it. so those are some of the main takeaways I received that I got from that from his uh, interview.
1: It's almost becoming that this film isn't about justice for the movie, but justice for Zack Snyder. Cause yeah. he had a vision, he was given the reins and then it was a domino effect. And, and I think we forget the reception of Batman V Superman, mm-hmm. which had that been received differently. We, we, it, this whole narrative would be completely different. Yeah. Um, and but i i'm also i think i i'm always curious about the idea that if you have a different director produce the same script how radically different those visions and ideas would be and and that's what we're going to get next year now that being said the the other thing is Ben Affleck is never coming back at ba- as Batman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to get this second this reboot, yeah. Yeah. but probably the yeah. only, maybe one or two, they got all these crazy rumors about the flash right now, but really that justice league, I don't, they're going to have to do some major rebuilding, which they can, I get yeah. it. The rules yeah. in this universe, they can, yeah, I've seen well, enough I, of the Flash I, to know that yeah. you anything's possible.
2: <laughs> anything's possible. I mean, Zach did say that he was not going to use anything, probably from that justice from the Joss Wheaton cut. So, so I, I think we will whatever whatever cut we get from this film. And I think he also did interview with like Grace Randolph as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you know, we'll we'll get his original vision as far as how this how he had wanted this project to to, to unfold. So I'm looking forward to that, and and you know I know I know you're not as big a DCEU fan as 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 I am, and um, but you know I do think that franchise has gotten better with subsequent films. I haven't seen, but I've yet to see uh, Birds of Prey, but but I did enjoy Shazam, I I did enjoy Aquaman Mm -hmm. and Wonder Woman. You know Patty Jenkins has done a tremendous job with with that, and of course. At some point, Wonder Woman 84 will come out, just like everything else. So, it's, you know, I think it's postponed indefinitely. <laughs> I mean, I know they have a release date, but let's just be real. Any film that has any release date in 2020, just go ahead and say postponed indefinitely. Because, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Yeah. New Mutants. <laughs> okay, let's, yeah. let's talk about some curse films, because this is yeah. the other panel I watched, because I was, I don't know, I just wanted to understand how this would work via mm-hmm. Zoom. Yeah. and and so I thought, what the heck I'm gonna watch new mut- mutants okay most awkward panel I've ever seen
2: <laughs> <laughs> started it I, I, I just like how I felt about new mutants
0: I just couldn't go
1: We <laughs> spent 20 minutes talking about On emojis
0: oh, God.
1: <laughs> of their characters, and not the film. And then they talked a little bit about Maisie's character and the, mm-hmm. and an important love interest that she's going to have, which which I'm intrigued by. But overall, I mean, the footage that they show, I I'm sorry, everyone should know by now. I'm I'm really critical about special effects, and mm-hmm. I was yeah. not impressed. Yeah. Um, but but effect. I also think. That this film, because of the time we're in and how it's going to get released, I think it might get more viewers now Mm -hmm. than it would if it was released when it was supposed to. Um, Good point. point. Because we are craved for entertainment; we're craved for for these things that. Have, I mean, talking about Wonder Woman, we should have already seen Wonder Woman and yeah, Black Widow.
2: Exactly, exactly. It's, it's
1: insane.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tenet was supposed to be what this weekend? And yeah. it keeps, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, there's just so many films that have been. Both Mulan is another one that mm-hmm. was pushed back uh, that we learned this week. And so, Bill and Ted, you know, was another thing that came out of Comic Con this weekend was uh, I think uh, you know, they're going to go the route of on demand and first you know they're going to stream it so they they may want to you know go that ultimately i if they if it does get released on august 28th i will be surprised it honestly will be surprised that they do it i mean i know there's some markets around the country where theaters are open most states are putting their reopens on pause and stuff because of COVID. But there are some drive-in theaters and other things that are out there. And you're, I think your point is a very good one. Uh, it, it's going to get more uh, eyeballs and stuff because the landscape is not crowded right now. And Mm-mm. folks are just so starved for anything. Maybe the fifth time is the charm for this film.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Ho- hopefully. Yeah, hopefully but I was, yeah, works
2: but, out. But like you, I, I was underwhelmed by, and this was the first. Apparently, this was the first four and a half minutes or so of the film that they that they showed, and I have to tell you, um, yeah, well, you know, it's. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just wait till it comes on on video. I'm just I, at this point. I mean, I, I mean, plus this was a Fox film, and I think I think that's part of the reason why they haven't put it pointed out on video at this point. Uh, it was something that in the big deal that that. Fox and Disney had that they just kept sort of, you know, they got this in their catalog. And but I think that's probably the main reason why they have probably not put it on Disney Plus at this point. Is because it's probably something in the contract that says it's got to go theatrical release.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. I think that is all we are re- planning on covering in regards to San Diego Comic Con. Let's talk some Dumb Patrol.
2: Yeah. Spoiler alert, y'all! If you haven't watched it, yeah, go leave now. But we're going to get into some dumb patrol. I mean, dumb patrol. Some
1: some (laughs) dumb patrol. Yeah. (laughs) Title of the episode. I'm not. I'm not saying as as a critique or anything. It's literally the title of the show. Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about it earlier today. Mm -hmm. These past two weeks, I have not been happy. Like I've not, I've I've been satisfied, but I haven't yeah. been. Oh my god, I want to talk about this so bad. Or can you believe that they did that? Uh-huh. I it, it felt. I know we're heading somewhere, yeah. but and I was thinking about this in comparison to season one because whenever we bring up Doom Patrol, we always say you got to watch season one. It's really good. However, yeah. the first few episodes, it, it's slow and yeah. and you don't really until you get to. Um, doom therapy and yeah. that episode and that's what I'm missing well I'm missing for them to do an episode that is structured very differently they have yet to break mm-hmm. this narrative yeah. Um, structure and and so and and so as even though I see with the characters plot progressions and 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 we're moving towards the Dad Patrol next week, which I mm-hmm. think is going to say a lot and do a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Um, this it still feels like a filler episode. It still feels like we got to get from point A to point B, and that's what we're going to do.
2: See, I I see. I can see how you felt it was a filler episode. I I actually really really liked this episode. Uh, I it was. It, it carried many arcs. Forward, it was dumb. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was dumb. It was dumb. Yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, all the all the characters. I mean, you know, from the very. I guess the thing that got me started, whenever the episode first started, was seeing you know Cliff flying back from space and crashing through the billboard, and all the little meta references in the billboard itself. Because you had, you had Gerard Way, you had Jeremy Lambert, who you know, folks who you know know the writers and. Illustrators for the comics, you had Animal Vegetable Man, you know, the autobiography written by Denise, and 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 then you had Kite Man, which again, which you know, again meta because it was sort of like a cross promotion for another show on DC Universe, and then of course later in the episode they even like doubled down on that whenever uh, we 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 get uh, into the painting, and I think Mm -hmm. and, and and I think one of the things that you did in your point about the difference between season one and season two and think that is missing. And I realized that watching this episode is Mr. Nobody. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: he's, he's busy with some animated he's busy with some TV
2: show. crappy TV show. Exactly. <laughs> which is so mad. I did with the nice little touch of the Harley Quinn on DC universe. <laughs> So that's, that's, and that's why, that's why I really like this episode because it it just reminded me again of just why I love this show as far as the absurdity and just the, you know, just those kind of meta moments that only they you know, that this show can pull off and and it's it's not hokey or, or or whatever. It just, it just flows with what they've established. And so, yeah. So, so it, it, it was good for that thing. It was also good because I really liked it because we started getting, the team back together somewhat working, you know, in this episode, because you had, you know, Vic is back with Ronnie at Doom Manor. Larry and Jane are there too. Miranda, yeah, Miranda, uh, are there too. And and so, you know, and and seeing how, you know, nicer Jane, (laughs) since it's Miranda, is the head of the uh in Jane right now, it, it was, it, I, I, you know, it was good seeing those pairings and like how Larry, I will say though, I am, I am getting a little bit worn out by Larry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he, he just, I, I don't, I don't know. And we were talking about this last week where I don't, he, he had a very good setup this season with his family yeah. And yet, even in this episode, it still feels, we f- still feel stuck. Yes. Um, very same thing with Cliff. I mean, literally, he gets stuck. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he gets stuck <laughs> on his way back to the manor. Yeah. And and it almost felt as if they didn't know what to do with Cliff, with everything else. And they 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 kicked him down. He crash lands on Earth. And he has to find his way back home. Yeah. Um, and then we get the really good setup with mm-hmm. his daughter coming yeah. to the manor because that's where she she saw the tape of what Niles did and, yeah. and I remember the episode when he was looking for that tape and that's so, right, I do
2: too. Yep. So, so
1: he do you you think that Niles sent that to her? I think so. Yeah, me too. I,
2: me too. Yeah, I, I think Niles I mean, as much as a bastard that Niles is, he still <laughs> He, you know, as we talked about last week, I mean, Niles is a very duplicitous man, and he will—he may have set that tape not because it was an altruistic good thing to do. He sent that tape, I think, to to Clara because he he needs Cliff to be able to help save Dorothy. Okay.
1: First of all, you have this weird vendetta against Niles. I have never been on that train. <laughs> 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 I like, how you're I, like, I like yeah. I well,
2: know I know well I mean I do I, Niles. I just don't get me wrong I mean Timothy Dalton's is great I love Niles Calder as far as just I mean it's he, he's he's not like a villain I mean
1: he. <laughs> you just call him duplicitous but he's not a villain
2: he's not I mean he's he, that's not not traditional sense I mean he has many motivations and I think sending that tape to Clara was not because he was feeling bad for what he did to Cliff. He's going, he's going to use this for helping him save Dorothy. Well,
1: I think it's both. I think people, and especially these characters, there's so much gray in them that it, it, it was a win-win for both. Yeah. I think he does have guilt. Um, for what he did to all of not only Cliff, but all of them. And I think we did see that towards the end of last season. Um, of course, of course, with Dorothy in the picture, a lot of his judgment and the way he interacts with these other characters is clouded mm-hmm. and very selfish based because he at the end of the day, his prime goal is to protect Dorothy, yes. which leads us to what happens in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, while everything, while the Dumb Patrol is going on down on Earth, we have Niles on this quest to find Dorothy's mother. And where where what he does encounter is Candlemaker, right. who informs him that Dorothy's mother's family yeah. and people are the ones who created Candlemaker. So, oh, so you don't believe it?
2: No, I don't, you know, I think back to Candlemaker earlier this season in Sex Patrol when he also, he's, Candlemaker's very manipulative. And I think it's, he was doing the same thing that he was doing to Dorothy in Sex Patrol and, and telling her how, you know, you, you know, they're keeping you hidden, keeping you locked away whenever you should be upstairs enjoying the party. He's doing the same thing with Niles. I think he's just, he's just messing with his mind.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I don't I don't know. I um if if we were to really examine the comparisons and the parallels between Jane and Dorothy and how Dorothy, I mean the the imaginary the imaginary creature that did end up dying for Dorothy and got killed, there was a connection that that was her first friend. Yeah. So I wonder if there's, there's something else and maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it is a white lie or just a manipulation of the actual truth that they put a curse on Dorothy. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's able to do these and, and needs to, and the way she physically appears yeah, 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 causes yeah. her to be an outcast. So, so maybe it's, it's not necessarily that it's a lie, but it's a manipulation of the truth.
2: Yeah, that, that could be very well be the case.
1: Um, because you're right he does have a way to take the scenario and twist it in a way that allows these characters to do what he wants them to do and he he he, and even though he says what he says about her mom he was not sad about her departure and he won't be when Niles is removed because then the girl will be his and that's his main goal Um, which and that's what we see Niles do so Niles Basically, signs Dorothy's death certificate, right? Yeah,
2: it seems that way. I mean, whenever he called Willoughby when Kipling was back there, it seemed to be that he, in order to save the world, he was going to have to, yeah, he was he signed her death warrant.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, we'll see about that. We got dad patrol next week, got a lot yeah. of patrolling yeah, to do said, with these yeah. wacky fathers,
2: yeah. Yeah, exactly, these crazy <laughs> fathers. I mean, you know. That's yeah. It's Dad Patrol. It's a penultimate episode next week. Wow, of seasons like zip by. But
1: uh, yeah, yeah, I was so excited when I saw that title. I was like, yeah. yes, because yes. we called it in the in the first episode this season that this we, season is all about fatherhood.
2: It, it totally is. It totally is.
1: Um, speaking about Doom Patrol or Dumb Patrol down on Earth, and we we talked about this a little, but I do want to get back to it. Yeah. Um, Miranda, yeah. because. And and again, it's this interesting thing where majority of the episode I find to be filler. Mm-hmm. But then the last 10 minutes, they do all of these teases. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm like, okay, now I get why we have to. D- okay, yeah. but I just want next week's episode now. <laughs> <laughs> and what they do in the underground is Jane learns that um, Scarlet. Scarlet Harlot. Scarlet Harlot has um, her station is closed. Yeah, yeah. Suspiciously closed. Yeah, very. And so yeah. there might be a murderer in the underground, or might be someone who is who's maybe doing what we saw happen last week, where these personalities understand that if you get thrown into the well, you could get reborn. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I think Miranda is clearly behind this, uh, mm-hmm. and and. And it's very interesting, too, to see how the underground reacted, because whenever Baby Doll and, and Fire, um, I, can't remember, Fire's, uh, I can't remember the characters that fire something, uh, whenever she, whenever they were, like, lost due to Candlemaker, uh, you know, breaching the underground and, and seemingly killing them, you know, the whole underground reacted. They were just all concerned they had this big funeral procession to the, to the well to dispose of them. Mm -hmm. But here, you know, like we saw, you know, Jane and and talking to the secretary, Mm -hmm. they were like, you know, where's Scarlet Harlot? What's going on? And the secretary was just like, "Eh," you know, they're like, "eh," And, and so, so I, you know, I wonder with, you know, given that, you know, Miranda now is the primary and, and, just trying to keep the pecking order in place as far as who, who is in control and, and underground and, and see, especially seeing how Scarlet Harlot was uh, her, her actions and stuff during sex patrol a few episodes ago, we, you know, when we were first introduced to her and how she, she seemed to be like Jane and, and, and Hammerhead in a lot of ways and able to really, you know, work a situation to, to in, in a way that, that it helps protect Jane and Kay. Particular in this the situation, um, I'm thinking Miranda has something to do with this because I mean, I know Miranda's all nicey, nicey with the rest of the team right now, but at the end of the day, she still wants to be the primary,
1: right? And, right, and, and no, I, I Harlet, think,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, I think you're right. I don't know why Scarlet Harlot, I think part of the reason is because we got introduced her <laughs> earlier, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's fresh in our minds, and yeah. I also think. Um because it it was um the news about scarlet Harlot's disappearance mm-hmm. um was also amidst a victory for miranda yeah. Yeah. yeah and 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 I don't think that everyone else really understood that her or even went to see like Jane did to see that the station was closed and mm-hmm. and the the other characters who passed. Um, in the underground, everyone witnessed it, so it yeah, was a big yeah, morning, and there there was bodies. I mean, when it's a disappearance, oh, they they could be hiding. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they are. So so I think there's a lot of factors, um, but it it is it'll be interesting to see if more stations close, yeah. and and how even though Jane is not um, currently on Doom Patrol, she's doing her own investigation in the underground for the rest of the season, likely. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Another character who's kind of on her own mission and not part of Dumb Patrol this week was Rita because yeah. Rita Um Oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry did that sting? Rita Farr is the bee catcher. Babies. bees The bee. Bubbies. <laughs> I, I just like how yeah. she she yeah. she even does the superhero pose at the end of that. that like, I'm great. sorry yeah. did that sting.
2: <laughs> like,
1: yeah. You go, bee catcher.
2: <laughs> you go exactly. That's her new nickname, the Bee Catcher.
1: <laughs> bee Catcher. She and another character who and I keep wanting to compare them because their stories and their trauma are so similar, but her and Larry, like mm-hmm. Rita, also very good setup at the beginning of the season, and yet we still we still see it. We even see him as yeah. her mother, um, as she talks to her mother about this play and and um, potentially getting a bigger part and how it was earned, and then she she goes to study her her real life character, <laughs> <laughs> and and witnesses. Some parenting that is mm-hmm. questionable. Yeah. And and so there's a lot there that they keep building on mm-hmm. while with while with Larry they kind of it's a it's a go stop kind of yeah. deal where yeah. we're progressing, but then we seem to end up in the same place we started with him, staring yeah. outside the window.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the mummy, yeah. You live with a mummy. Yeah, actually yeah. You live with a mummy, yeah. True story, I told story. you that. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought yeah. you
1: were exaggerating. Nope. <laughs>
2: nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Do you
1: yeah. have any thoughts about Rita?
2: As far uh, I think one of the th- she's becoming more self aware as far verbal as far as, you know, whenever she was with the uh with the beekeeper and and they were talking about the imposter syndrome and degree. It's like, I'm very aware of that. And, and I think, you know, it, it was one of those things that she, as you, as you noted, she, she has grown and we're seeing the progression. And then we saw the, the, the best part of the progression at the, at the end of the episode when she, when she stopped the mugging. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, so even, you know, so she's breaking past that, that imposter syndrome that she, she she's had all along and, and uh, so I, I like what they've done with Rita Rita this, this season where uh, it, it's really, uh, she's definitely become one, becoming one of my favorite characters on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think she they they utilize they're utilizing her very well mm-hmm. this um, season. I almost got my hopes up that it was gonna be a Rita Miranda pairing because we learned that Miranda's a fan. huge fangirl. girl, Fangirl. Yeah. Fan fan girl. Girl. Bad girl. Uh <laughs> yeah. but and and I just and it goes back to season one. There were some great moments between Rita and Jane. Mm-hmm. And so I hope we get there. Um, but that might be put on hold for season three because they also very much complement each other. They do. Um they do. so the the last character again, we kind of touched on it. And so Ronnie and Vic. Yeah. Ronnie and Vic, the the love fools. They get doused with some love potion no not love potion some scams Scans, and they yeah. become dumb
2: <laughs> <laughs> vic? The, the, the box said do not open or do you not understand here, do here, not here, open here here, here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> i just i i feel as if vic got the most of it though he did, of yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely Every bad idea yeah. was yeah. he was yeah. He literally almost wanted to do surgery on his yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. And have no fear, they are wearing lab coats.
2: Yes. <laughs> that was another great moment. I will, I will say that as far as Larry, I know we, we talk a lot about Larry, but Larry and, and Flit, whenever they were, had this, their dumb idea of, of whenever he wanted to see his grandson and the first time they show up and then they had they come back and they were in the flit takes them to the supply closet and then they come back in the lab in the doctor lab coats, and I am Dr. Larry Trainer. I'd like to see my <laughs> and, and it was just like really, you know it was just beautifully shot because it's like between that and you know just like okay seriously like you just saw this woman she's not gonna like recognize you again
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, Yeah. so yeah. so they eventually learn that they have to go into the painting mm-hmm. and and they have to find the queen yeah. who is producing this jelly um, based on all when they retrieve the scans from the brain. Um, right. And after they're done, the person will shit themselves and die. Yep. True story. True story, luckily that didn't happen, that would have been gross. Yeah. Um, that would have yeah. been called Shit patrol, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> but we learn, um, after all of that, that Ronnie takes some of the jelly, yeah. So, where yeah. do you think that we're going with this?
2: Oh, so she took some of the Uma jelly from, from the Scat Queen, and it could go any number of places. I mean, she, you know. It,
1: She's dying. It's,
2: she's dying. It, I mean, So is it, Niles. Yeah. I mean, it seems that the Scat Queen, you know, whatever we, we learned as she was, you know, as the idiot was like, you know, oozing into the, uh, to the, to create this cream, it definitely seemed to have some magical or regenerative properties. So, I mean, maybe she's going to use it as a way to, 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 to cure her, the implants that got removed from her, uh, to get rid of that. Poisonous her.
1: Did they show exactly when she she pulled it when she collected it?
2: I don't think they did. Okay. I don't. It, it, yeah, because you know, basically, we have that moment with where she's you know messing with Vic. You know, Vic is still still like I think he has the remnants of idiot in his uh, in his system because.
1: And and that's my point. That's yeah. why I bring it up. Is yeah. this a bad idea? Is this something yeah. that? I mean, they didn't really give an exact timeline of when they would be smart again.
2: <laughs> right. That's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> so, so I mean, we know that there's probably going to be a twist. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to work. Or, um, and I just out of nowhere remembered this, will, for whatever reason, she not be the one who takes it, but maybe this is a solution for Niles, who's the king of bad ideas.
2: It could be. It very well could be a solution for Nels. Who is? You're right. You're right. It could. That could be the case.
1: Yeah. I didn't think is, about they, that. Yeah. yeah. For for a moment at the beginning of this episode, or when I figured out it was going to be called Dumb Patrol, I was I was immediately thinking, "Will we were right? Those stupid spores." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, those spores could still come back. I mean, we still have two episodes, so those spores could play a role, and maybe with the idiot, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh geez, yeah, a lot, a lot more to come. And as you said, only two more episodes this season, and then, yeah. and then we have to wait for more in 2021.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can get it can get back into production. I mean, I think Georgia is one of the states that I have seen where they are trying to get uh, production started back up with shows again. So hopefully, they'll be able to safely, you know, go back. I know Tyler Perry's been able to do his stuff, and so far nothing's happened bad with his show but i think he has a bubble like the nba does so maybe that's maybe that's what they'll do well i heard
1: i i've been hearing that that bubble did not really work out well for the nba
2: yeah yeah a couple of players went out for a little booty call but you know
1: <laughs> oh well no well which which led to cases right
2: um so far been overall pretty good unless i miss something mm. today
1: i don't i don't know yeah, yeah. um this is definitely not sports talk. So yeah. on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you?
2: Yes, you can find me at Will and W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K on Twitter.
1: And you can find me at S-J Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Thank you so much for joining us live. Please follow our crew on Twitter at CenaNerd, for us on Facebook, False, and Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, Geek Out. You're welcome.